This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. Today's a special one. We got Melissa in on a Monday because there's mm. so much tea mm-hmm. flowing through these streets. I was requested. You were sequestered, <laughs> if you will. I was sequestered in the corner. That's right. You didn't have <laughs> a choice. Get on the podcast or else. There's there's <laughs> hell to pay. Very intimidating. All right. Someone's, someone's got to <laughs> bend the will around it. here, you know? Uh, we have a fun show today. We're going to discuss all things GPI awards from Saturday. 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 That's yeah. correct. Uh, and a lot of EPT main event. Barney Boatman, the goat. Wow. Is coming Boatman. out of nowhere. You guys don't even know about Barney Boatman, do you? No, I'm going to have to give really. you youngins yeah. a little bit of a life right. lesson here. The Boatman brothers were actually, and I believe, <laughs> I have to preface this because I'm like 90% confident, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, they were the original founders of the Hennon mob. I think they were. Okay, good. Thank you. That's all I needed. Now I'm 100%. See, sure. Landon knows. See, Landon's not, yeah. he's not that. What's going on over here, Landon? You, you're, now yeah, you're just a, hugging the emotional blanket? Emotional support blanket. I know. It's better than him wearing it. I, I think will. it is, yeah. It's probably better than you wearing Look, it. man, it's been a lot of early mornings, okay? I Respect to the grind. Mm-hmm. Respect to the grind. I got to the gym at 8.45. Landon's already 30 minutes into his wow. workout. Damn. Walked his ass there. Mm. Walks uphills both ways. You better fucking watch out, JPEX. Wait, how do you I don't, walk uphill both don't ways? Don't question it, okay? It just happened. It was raining. It was magically... Uh, there was a cloud snow. right over Landon's head. A little bit of snow. And there little was a snow. guy whipping him. Yes, exactly. Mm. Now you understand how I this works. Yeah. Okay, good. Honestly, I think this only works because the HRV is pretty high. Right. Like, I got four hours of sleep, but I feel fine. I fucking hate you, No, it's because you're young. He didn't experience trauma. Not like us. I know. He doesn't get it. I told Berkey, our HRVs are low because we had childhood trauma. It's not our fault. Users, can you guys explain? Uh, It's not just whoop. HRV is heart rate variability. So it's uh, basically there's variance in your heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And it measures that. And the higher it is... Uh, the more adaptable you are yeah, to stressful situations, the better or whatever. Or body stress. Melissa and I paid an early tax in life. Yes, you know? we have aged bodies. I mean, this is a, <laughs> a, a fact. That when you have tra- traumatic childhoods, it ages your body a little bit. Right. But we're kicking. Not our bodies, but our hearts. Our hearts, yeah. our minds, our bodies, our spirits. Now, I have to say, you're worse <laughs> off than me. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did drugs. Well, probably because you did drugs. That doesn't help. But, but also, my resting heart rate is like 58. Oh, yeah. Mine's like like 80 no it's not 80 <laughs> in in um like high altitude it's close to 80 but yeah but it's like 70 i don't adjust the, lower the better seat. right yeah 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 well i well, think not, you don't want too low then you're dead yeah i saw <laughs> i saw espen post on his stories the other day that he went to the hospital because his heart rate fell to 40 and he was having chest pains <laughs> see that that's low uh, Is it? mine's 48 48 is very efficient very, yeah so very good. mine's like 70 i mean what I, what this is telling me is that i'm actually like like if you guys were in my body, you would cry because, mm, right? Because and I'm just pushing through. <laughs> right. and I'm, I'm like, a survivor. We, we, I'm a survivor. <laughs> Obviously, we can't handle you know pain and stress. Not the way you, you handle it incredibly well. You just pain and stress freak out. Yes. all the time. <laughs> yes, it's very good, efficient because I freak out and then I'm okay. Right. 
Right. You the gotta do- get it out. Ru- Rudy's it out. barking too much, and you just go, ah! Yes. Oh my god. But you have to. Like, you know, you can't hold it in. Right. Because no, it's really yeah. bad for you. I'm you gotta really, express it. really good at suppressing. So, so am I naturally, but I've, I've worked against that oh, to try I, and. I think I've healthy. actually developed a little cavernous area within my. <laughs> we just put it all. It's, it's somewhere within my abdomen. Yeah. Actually, it might all be collecting in my spleen. Yeah. That's. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I hope to get removed at some point, okay. you know, if need yeah, be. Yeah. And but, you get rid of all that negativity. Yeah, right, like you right. just, yeah, you just store it all up in one spot. Exactly. And Brian. then you just get it surgically removed and you're good. <laughs> right. Just a reset. Well, HRV through the roof. <laughs> it's also my everyone in my family is like that we just where we bottle yeah but i've i think it's good no it's not it's really <laughs> not, not it's really bad it's like really <laughs> bad like it, it leads to a lot of inflammation a lot of sickness oh, that's why we saw cancer like you're not oh maybe to. you sweat it out that's right that's right that's it, what I, you do. I just yeah. i just profusely sweat mm-hmm. out my rage right. you, well, sweat you let your yours feelings. out by like arguing with people on online that's kind of true actually <laughs> maybe that is catharsis. an outlet it, yeah. it's very cathartic especially like when you're just you know right <laughs> it was so funny man when uh i was like why do you keep doing this then melissa just says what you're asking for is trying to ask a crackhead to stop smoking crack yeah, <laughs> yeah i'd say that about sugar all the time and you guys don't seem to listen to me you're just like won't it be funny if we put a giant fucking cookie in We're front like, of berkey yeah. you should get some crave cookies yeah, for the house. every day yeah but i don't actually get them i Yet. just talk about it and you will when you're an oligarch right and when you do get them <laughs> You get them with the intention of them being all yours, but you leave them in a communal space where you know that I they're just going to... I stopped doing it because it was making me angry because you guys kept eating my cookies. <laughs> it's not you guys. It's one guy. Stop. You're just I as much a cookie fiend. Too. Yeah. Let's not forget that there was uh, a, a, a balking phase for you Landon last and I winter. I used to get cookies so much when he was fat. I know. <laughs> I was fun to, back we, then. Yeah, we would we would like watch uh, like some TV and get... Do you want crumble like, or twisted twisted he, sugar we, oh crumbles closed we gotta get twisted sugar now he's yeah. he's so like he he gravitates towards the extremities so fiercely extremity extremity extremes no the extremities uh his, you know his, the, his, fingers, limbs. And, his fingers and toes this, this spectrum has limbs okay, okay? uh <laughs> he gravitates so far to the extremes where like when he's on it uh, i worry for his health because I think he's so on it, yeah. But not meticulous about like, uh, like, like you know, measuring things. You know, what I mean, like his version of being like so on it is like just food deprived. Yeah, anorexia. He turns <laughs> right. into the machinist. Right, and he, he refuses to put olive oil on his lettuce. Yes, oh right, exactly. It has too many calories. And he's like just in the gym for like you know sixteen hours a day, or if it's poker related, he's just like locked into his room with this stench that flows out underneath oh, the bottom. The stench. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's no stench. I have candles. <laughs> wow. Well, Why the, is he making this so much well, different than it actually is? Let me is. paint the picture, I, I okay, think, Landon? I think at one point maybe there was a stench issue but i feel like it's well, that was, probably different that, now was, that was the rotting like tuna in his but. book bag that he forgot right. about it yeah. was just a, it was that was just a mistake it was, right. lamb. <laughs> it was lamb hot pot is what it was oh my god so unbelievable. Yeah. it was very unfortunate you think i was happy about it no but we're, but, we're, you but you became nose blind be- to it which is really wild <laughs> i know well because if you ignore it it goes away right he adapts to his his environments and that's what i'm worried about you know like like the 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 sim is just running 24 7 you just hear this little subtle buzz in the background Mm -hmm. while he's doing push-ups waiting for it to finish and uh i I just (laughs) i just worry not because i think that there's anything bad with gravitating towards the extremes i i'm 
especially when it comes to, like discipline stuff like that a lot of poker people uh well i think i think in order to originally develop the discipline you have to go past whatever your threshold is mm -hmm. right so you really do have to find some level of extreme and you go to the extremes and you balance uh, yeah and you gradually right you gradually come back right and you figure out like oh okay like i can do this some small portion of the time and it's not going to ruin all my progress mm -hmm. but you don't allow yourself such uh such amount of leeway that it's like okay well i can have a cookie every day right and it won't ruin my process because like, it will yeah know? like mm -hmm. i i kind of well yeah it's like a you go back a pendulum a little bit since, right of, but instead of like from extreme weeks, to extreme like, you're going like middle to extreme now yeah like there was a couple of weeks i was getting like zeppelis like three times a week and i was eating the whole thing it's right. probably like two thousand calories per day. <laughs> well you know but then i was like well i'm gonna start getting a little chunky time to like cut cut back on that but it's like a you're young you got a little hrv left you know you rebound quickly much. like mine's like 25 <laughs> i think i'm like 32 on average oh it's not good it's not great landon's literally like 200 literally i've never 10X. seen anything he, like he it like 10x mine it's like he's I'm like yeah, i slept here. for 45 minutes last night hrv all-time low 155 I would, I would love to switch bodies with him i'd probably feel so incredible and he would feel like shit he'd be like oh it's like i'm walking through sludge imagine if like this we, is my daily life like we could all have that perspective i was just thinking about it today like I, I i woke up today and i knew that i had a good night's sleep like i think i was at like 100 percent sleep efficiency my recovery was like 97 in. my hrv was like 40 just yeah peace. oh yeah and <laughs> i woke i woke up like a spring shot me out of bed i was ready to fucking get after it i was like feels like every day i'm like wow this is what it feels like to feel good mm -hmm. and i imagine that this is just like a below average day for landon 100 <laughs> that's like he's like struggling on, on right. 40 if his was 40 right he would die right it would just be he'd be like i'm sick <laughs> yeah. i'm clearly sick i i, I have the him i'm ep i need a nap <laughs> <laughs> mate my recovery right like it would just be over for me it's yeah. like i wish we could all have that perspective i don't because i would realize how terrible my daily state is yeah if you don't know what's like i don't what's this really is normal good, for me then, yeah, so exactly. i'm used to it you know i like i grew up with like you know i was sick all the time and like oh. i was just like my just, health like, was bad preemie. i had like a six month stint of just like puking all the time like i was just like Man. just just why would you so, want to give me a day of that well, what just, the hell no i'm not like that anymore but i just had so much it was like stress induced just envision her is like having stressful having like childhood. having like crusties in her eyes all the time <laughs> there's no crusties her hair's but, a little crunchy but i had like uh i had strep throat like every month mm. i was just like you know i was just like it was it's stress i was very that's why you can't bottle shit up because it'll come out physically oh, i really should look into getting a sleep pat machine because you got i've never gotten out of bed and felt like oh i'm gonna spring out of bed I I mean, but you do have sleep apnea. Yeah, we've, yeah, done, we've sure. done enough trips where it's very clear there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's. I the guapo room you should definitely have, have a sleep test for sure. Guapo, guapo pulls the. I don't care what room I get, just make sure it's my own room and I'm as far away from any other human being. What about as when you sleep with a lady? Does she like? Is she no, upset? I, that's, I I let them know ahead of time. Like, listen, don't take it personal. Like, but at some don't point, I'm gonna get up. And I'm going to go into a different room and go to sleep because otherwise I won't sleep because I know how loud I and snore. And you won't sleep either. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I literally you're, wake you're myself up. You're the one that won't sleep. Not either that. because I'm like not being, I, because I can't breathe oh. or as I'm falling asleep, it's so loud that I wake myself up. That's wild, man. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I have I, that I've, I've never really snored in my life. I'm a big life. snorer. Uh, I snore, I drool, I sweat. 
like <laughs> Jesus. I fart. The like big, I do all of it in my sleep. The big four, the four horsemen of the sleep apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. You sound like a fucking nightmare. It's kind of, it's kind of odd. Like, but I guess, if someone likes me, then they, they're, you know, they're like, oh. I have to tell you, uh, sleep is so much more important to me than any human on earth. <laughs> like, there are plenty of people that I, sweat, I, I like, truly. A lot. It's, it's nuts, <laughs> actually. Like, I, I cannot go Couldn't to sleep in a hot room. Same. Can't same. do it. It doesn't matter I, if the room's hot for me, I will sweat. I keep my room at 58. <laughs> And I'm not even apologizing. I just turn off the thermostat yeah, during but, the winter. But it's like it's like 58. And I open a window if I have to. Like, like I have a thermal thermal blanket on me. Right, but the bl- like the room can be cold, but the blanket is warm for sure. So it's just like yeah, like this blanket. This like this is a sick blanket. That that's nice that's one. bare minimum. That's, I know. I have like a a, a, a duvet cover quilt is, on top of that. Yours is like a down comforter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a lot of. Of warmth. I think what happens is one day out of the week, it's like my nap day where it all catches up to me. I hate you. Shut and then up. I need like a two and a half hour nap and then I'm back. This is fucking kindergarten, man. What I a life this me. kid lives. Yeah. Juice box. Well, it's I like just decided sleep five hours. Day. Sleep five hours. Like at some time it's like, oh my God, like I just need to take a nap and it's gone for three minutes, three hours and then I'm back. And then he's stimming in the gym at like 11 p.m. Just I don't know what then to do like, with oh, all this energy. It's like 2 a.m. He's like, oh, man, I just woke up from a nap. Yeah. Melissa, are you awake? Can I deadlift? <laughs> Staring at the wall. Yeah, I'll be quiet. He texted me the other day. He goes, do you think 11 a.m. is a reasonable time to deadlift? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like 11 seems yeah, okay. 11 fine. You never know, man. You just get, might get what the hell? Like what the hell? No, the the annoying thing was just when you would do the bag, and then it, I, because like it's attached to my floor basically, like the ceiling. Right. And so the chains would just like. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Wait, can you explain what's going on with a bag? So there's a punching uh, like a heavy bag, bag. Oh. and it's like attached it's to the though. ceiling with um, <laughs> chains. Broken. But my my room is right above the garage. So every time he hits it. So every t- and it reverberates throughout my room like chains, chain noises. Like what? sometimes uh, I'll be in the gym with a friend and it'll be like eleven at night and then they'll and start, start trying to the, they'll start trying to fuck with the, the bag and I'm like please don't do this. Melissa's gonna come down <laughs> and here then and I inst- shoot us. I instantly text like stop with the bag, no bag. <laughs> the bag should be not there anymore. Well, don't mean, worry, <laughs> don't, look, we're gonna take care of this. I'm getting my tiny house put into the backyard that we're gonna yeah, turn that's into where I'm a gonna gym. Have my home birth. Okay, that's not no. <laughs> My listen. tiny house. Birth. Okay, listen. There are a few things at play here. Number tiny one, house is so sick. I love tiny house yeah. meme. Number one, there will be no birthing fluids in my gym. It's not. It's in a pool. It's not a gym. It's a tiny like, number, house. Okay, you're not doing it in my cold pool either. Inflatable number pool. Number two, <laughs> for my home birth. Number two, <laughs> for both your sake and all of ours. If you, you find yourself with there. child, you don't need to be on my property yes, any longer. I won't be living there, but I'll come back no, to do my home birth in the not. tiny house. <laughs> you can it's have part it. of my birthing plan. <laughs> I, and I want you Get guys to all be there. House. Get your own tiny house. You guys house. will all be there in the room. Who's the midwife? Um, Mama Joe, Joe of yeah. course. 100%. Mama Joe will be my doula. You right. guys will all be there. We'll, ha- you know, it'll we'll have hors d'oeuvres, and and I'll be in the pool and <laughs> and my afterbirth, and you know, if, you guys uh, can all see the baby the come out. It'll be such if a nice this, experience. If this is your plan to ensure that absolutely under no circumstance uh, any of us have children, it'll. Well, it'll you succeed. guys will all be the uncles to my kid. What do you mean? You don't need to kids. I like, have to be my uncle. That's true. Being uncle is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. So I want to know what happened to the pickleball court. Did that just? Uh... That's gonna be on the other side of the house. Ah. Uh, is so... this going down? Because I've I've heard a lot of stories about this backyard being finished for like I don't know the last. <laughs> 
half decade or so. Well, it happens during upswings, and then during yeah. downswings, the plan goes away. <laughs> okay, she's, well, she's right. Uh, <laughs> right. But, but I have a nice you one. You don't need to, you need to sustain the upswing right. a little bit longer. We're good. Okay. We're good. I have enough of a nest. Egg. Bitcoin's up to 53K today. 54. Like, or, or 54, my apologies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can tell it was a Bitcoin. 54. We wow. Have, 4.3. Come on. We have enough Bitcoin reserves alone where if somehow JBEX ruins Landon, I'm good. Okay. And uh, we can still afford the yard on top of it. But yeah, the big thing was with the pickleball was that um, I want it. I, I really do want the pickleball court. But my fear is we've never met our neighbors across the wall on that side. And I know myself, this is something that I will do at 1 a.m. Mm. on a random Thursday where I got nothing else going uh, on. It's kind of like, so like you're, you're like, yeah, like I'll be like sleeping, right? And then all I hear is. Yeah, that'd be well, I mean, at like one in the if, morning, that would be annoying. If, if, if that's the case, I don't, I think we're far enough apart where they wouldn't hear that. I think it's fine. That's not really the concern. Like me hitting practice. Is it the lights? <laughs> no, not even really that. Cause they'll be shining towards my house and away okay. from theirs. The, the big concern is not like me hitting practice shots off a wall or something like that. It would be me and Landon having Screaming a at death him. match <laughs> at yeah. 1 a.m. Yep. Just ready to no. end one Screaming another. Even, each other. even better about that. Yeah. Not yeah. on a pickleball court where no. it's only the two of us. No, 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 no I we... get 70% of the court. No, I get 70%. This is not optimal. My ceiling's higher. <laughs> now, even better. We, we we have been better when we play like in public, but I'm just saying if it's in just public. you and me playing one-on-one, yeah. it's going to be way more of a shouting we'll match. We only do solo after midnight or something. You mean before play. midnight. But yeah, if you're I mean, playing yeah. against each other, what what's the shout at? Like either one wins or the other one wins. Yeah, you that's what you no, yell. Have you ever other. done anything competitive they in your life, Tortoise? I'm just saying that like, like, well, like, are you going to be arguing about like Not, where the ball landed? No, like, no, we're going to. I'm going no, to dunk strategy. on it. Yeah, it's oh. just, they're like, no. oh, your strategy. Clearly, bad. your T is under 450. It's just obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. And that's our cue. Uh, dun, dun. Uh, the EPT wrapped up over this weekend, EPT Paris. It was a wild success, which um, I don't know if it was a surprise necessarily, but uh, these EPTs have been getting you know close to record fields continually. Um, and I suppose like during this time, there isn't really anything else going on, but also, you know, who wants to go to Paris? Uh, the answer, though, is a well, lot of A lot people. of people from the U.S. Yes. too. A lot of, well, it... It overlapped I mean, with Valentine's Day, so uh, I think a lot of the poker couples oh. or you know the the husbands kind of went like, well, how would you like to go to the Eiffel Tower for Valentine's Day? Hmm. And obviously, women are just like, wow, that sounds so fucking romantic. And they're like, and the day after, I'm gonna play a 10k game. <laughs> <laughs> you give a little, you take a little. You know, that's mm -hmm. just the way it kind of works. Yeah, balance. Let them, just let them go shopping. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the EPT main wrapped this weekend basically during the uh during the gpi awards and we saw an epic conclusion uh one where mr barney boatman legend of the game mm -hmm. he's been around forever if you've ever had the opportunity to play with him he's an absolute delight uh there's a handful of euros that are just some of the most hilariously aggressive don't give a fuck type of personalities that you have to play with at some point in your career. I think Barney Boatman's one of them. Uh, anybody who had the pleasure of playing John with Duffy. Devilfish before he passed, mm -hmm. John Duffy's another one. And then um, Andrew Black is just the most <laughs> relentlessly hilarious person I've ever had the, the uh, fortune, good fortune of playing with. 
But Boatman just basically wrecked people, man. Uh, Jacks were not the hand of this event. Here we're going to see our young friend in the scarf, Mr. Lewis Spencer. <laughs> our boy. Big shout out to the bot <laughs> the himself. The boy in the mm-hmm. scarf. Sven. I fucking love Lewis. Uh, and I love that he's so good natured <laughs> about, uh, you know, just he's what, leaned into the scarf. Yeah, he just like what he represents. You know, he's 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 become. <laughs> Look at that. That's amazing. he got an no, even great. bigger one. Right. He didn't stop wearing the scarf after getting shit for it. No, he, he doubled down. Scarf. Yeah, he got a yeah. bigger <laughs> scarf. Right. Like he's actually become the avatar for the annoying That's Euro, sick. and I fucking love every bit of it. <laughs> Especially like if you know Lewis at all, like off the table, mm. he's he's so not robotic. Yeah. Uh, and he's actually like a great person. I've been like, look, look how he moves <laughs> on oh, the, the cocked Rick wrist back. Oh, it makes my fucking skin. Oh, man. No, fucking- the, the doc stands used to do this and it's just like the most obnoxious thing in the world where it's just like, they do this, this, like, I have to do the same three things uh-huh. every time. I hate it so bad. It makes me want to die. But anyway, uh, he gets fucking wrecked here. Because Boatman just like puts him to the test. I have no idea what the action was. I think it was the three bet pot. Uh, maybe Lewis just called pre, and now Barney's check raising flop. Looks like that. No, uh, shout Barney out to three, Diana Barney Dawson. Barney C bet. Lewis raised and oh, Barney three bet, and then Lewis folded. Oh, okay, okay. Damn. So it went bet three bet. Yeah. Uh, and Rocket Barney. <laughs> Rocket wow. Man Barney. Honestly. No, it's a good combo. It's, it's a, it's a yeah. fun combo to have. Yeah, you probably want to have diamonds. Diamonds would be the best, yeah. of course. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers here. Uh, we're, if we're going to get Amanda Fold Jacks, fuck them. We're cooking on some serious, serious gas. Serious but don't gas. worry. This wasn't the last time Mr. Boatman was going to do this. Oh, no, 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 no. There was another instance. Against uh, Scarfman? Uh, well, I, I assume he was wearing a scarf. I don't really know. Uh, I actually think that we're, I think we're going in reverse reverse order of how it happened. I think Lewis was the last time. Um, do you have the other asset when Jacks versus Tens? No, uh, there was another asset where Barney uh, bin somebody with uh, Jacks. That was the only video one I have. Everything okay, just so there was another one. I don't recall what the action was. I think he had like Ace Five off or something like that. Very very similar board texture. It was like nine four four, I believe. And it might have even been the same action where it was like bet three bet and Jax hit the muck there as well. Wow. This was this was maybe with two tables left. Uh, and I think Lewis's was at the final table. I'm not really sure. Lewis's was uh, earlier, like 67 left or something. Oh, it was that yeah, early? You could, sit, you could check the top right when they played oh, the hand. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe these were all like with, uh, you know, a full day to go or he full two days to go. He Eric Afriet. So that's the other one uh, that I was just getting to now. Well, prior to that, Prior to getting that, there was a third instance of Jax obviously getting binned. And this was, I think, at the final table or yes. maybe the final two tables. Okay, final the, table. The pot where it's uh, sat jammed. And set, set over set where <laughs> the flush fills on the river yes. and second set jams. Yeah, yeah, this one. Uh, so I, I guess, Lynn, you can speak a little bit to this spot as far as like the ICM implications of it all. Fucking hell. <laughs> but it looks like there are nine left. Uh, yeah, they're nine left, and they both have infinite chips. Is what I've what I've recollected. Yes, that's that's factual. I don't know if this is a single raise pot it, or a three bet. It's pot. It's a single raise pot where it, it Jack's defended. Open call call. Yeah. Okay, and then we assume it went like check call check raise. Maybe? It goes check bet. Someone with sevens called the first bet. Oh my Big god! Big blind raises. Okay. Tens calls. Yep. Sevens folds. Okay. Turn Jack's bets, tens calls. Right. River Jack's checks, tens jams. Jack's folds. Wow. 
So he's definitely value. Oh my gosh. And it's like for third pot. Yeah, it's toxic. Wow, this <laughs> is toxic. so brutal. This is so brutal. Because like it's really hard to have a bluff here for imposition as like King Queen with a diamond has to fold the turn because of the big bet. And yep. nine left. So it's very difficult, if not near not impossible. And you like assume worst value impossible? is never gonna find its way in there when you have top set. Correct. Like you assume like deuces folds pre and tens probably just has to check back most of the time. Like tens, jack ten. Yeah, Almost jack certain. ten's like too thin. It's pretty impossible to have a value hand strong enough to bet that also possesses a diamond. It's more so like the issue when you have like jack ten in this spot. Is your hand what are good? You getting called by? The answer is yes, but what do you get called by exactly? Right. So now you're just in this spot where you can win, but if you don't get called, can you really value bet? Right. Same thing with tens, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, big blind get up deuces, obviously, <laughs> but like, you know, if he's folding jacks, he's got to be folding deuces. Right. Maybe he'd feel more confident calling with like deuces and the deuce of diamonds, but that seems yeah. crazy. This spot with tens, I would, in, posi in position facing like almost basically all in on the turn, I would just shove the rest of it yeah i you agree know? I, like I, the gentleman with jacks is, is blocking here on the river thing? no no because what do you mean block is only I mean, third no, I'm pot. Just saying, look what would diamond, you bet a diamond comes on the river <laughs> but what would you bet there's only third pot left one tenth sure i mean blocking is no longer a thing when the only sides left is block yeah it's so you know? fucking nasty um yeah this is a brutal spot obviously uh i don't fault barber for finding a fold here maybe sizing a little differently so that this isn't the way that you land yourself because i imagine he probably just had himself convinced like if diamond falls i'm just gonna give up yeah yeah you know? well yeah because you have to think about what bluff exists and you're kind of like right they're kind of uh, non-existent based off of just the risk premium on the turn bet i imagine in and of so like a hand like queen nine like queen nine suited like king if you're folding king queen you're probably folding king nine too because i mean yeah, overs like yeah you can't hell. the only hand i can think of is like king of diamonds queen but like you probably I think have to be fold more like, the turn yeah or maybe like ace of diamonds jack and you're not bluffing on the end because you can just win yeah. Just pray to win, you know? So yeah. it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> what are we That's doing That's his here? face right there. It's just like, what, what the fuck? This, this feels... Yeah, this is what I felt like when I faced the river bet when I had a set of nines, but way different spot. <laughs> it is just, just pay spot? <laughs> way, yeah. Mine was a just pay spot. His just is pretty pay. gross. I but mean, yeah. I would just probably try to find a way to get all the money in on the turn if possible. Well, he, he did. He just left one third pot behind. <laughs> he did. He Don't did do that. that. <laughs> Very important oh to stack tens. Uh, tens didn't let himself get stacked. That's true. I don't so, know. It's crazy though, right? Because like so many bad rivers for tens, and like your hand is right. so clean. You stack ducks now. Yeah. But now, like if you're getting the guy to fold tens, he's folding deuces, and yeah, like jack, like there's still combos of jack ten off, probably depending. Um, jack ten suited, sure. I think there's still like one combo, but like that, you just have to get paid by that, and if. He is a like a draw that's mad that maybe like shouldn't fold but might like that's good for you too. Yeah, and I mean you know? maybe he doesn't have Jack Ten off. Maybe he does. You know we don't, we can't really know. But like you gotta you gotta stack these hands. I think mm. it's probably he, Big Line was trip leader, right? I, I think so. Yeah. If he's trip leader, I think he has Jack. That's 10. the other thing that's trouble troubling here is that like he slightly covers, right? So it's like it kind of disincentivizes the fold, but maybe it incentivizes it more because the risk of imposition is so much greater. It is, yeah. Because right. now if you uh, get called here, you're just out of the tournament. Right. You have one big, but yeah. you get... That's like the unicorn result. This is like should never happen. Right. But shout out to Barney. <laughs> Somehow. 
the man who benefited. This is a this is a testament to to ICM right here. Uh, the man who benefited the most from that pot happening, Barney Boatman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really didn't have anything to do with it. He just sat back, watched, let the collision occur, and then he navigated the final table as he could see uh, fit. Um, Navigate. Yeah, precisely, sir. But the boatman, the boatman is navigating. He didn't even make any boats. Um, so the other big hand and the the big talking point, I guess, that this happened relatively early, maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 people left, something along those lines, um, was Eric Afrat, who is a regular on the WPT tour. Looks like he's playing more EPTs now, but he's he's been a grinder for... For many years. Okay, so this was 19 left, Yeah, actually. final two tables. Or something. Yeah. It was deep. So final two tables left. Uh, Afrat opens king-queen of diamonds on the cutoff. Barney defends uh, jack-nine suited from the big after the button had called with pocket fives. Uh, board texture comes uh, jack-eight-three to diamonds. Afrat c-bets here. Barney has a clear call with top pair. Uh, turn is the deuce of clubs. It goes check-bet call again. And then on the river, it pairs the deuce of spades. Uh, Afrat has set up like a pot-sized jam, and he fucking goes for it. With probably like, you know, whatever. We can talk candidates, whatever. It's it's not really the one, I don't think, with king-queen of diamonds. It probably isn't your best triple. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to bet the turn very often. It's probably fine. On, I feel can... like not on a deuce. I mean, like, you can yeah, still you have high call equity. off, which is like, I guess, fine. But river, I would give up, I imagine. Like, you just want... Big blind to have flush draws. That, I don't think you'd be pretty happy calling off King Queen of Diamonds on Jack Eight Three Deuce, uh, two oh, right, clubs, two jack, diamonds. Right, right, it's Jack Eight Three. That's sorry, that was Jack Ten Three Deuce. My bad. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think it's like a very clear check back on the turn because it brings a second flush draw, which you know Barney might just like check Yeet Nine Ten of clubs now, mm-hmm. and that just puts you in the bin. Sure. Uh, you kind of want to die at that, especially if you like check jams like nine ten of diamonds, even worse. Or you just like check jams like enough flush draw or something. Yeah, yeah. Just you're you're just binned and you have so much equity. Like seems Get right to check back. Uh, did, yeah. did, did bin take over cage? Is that what happened here? No, yeah, because we're, we're talking. Shout out to Henry. It's because we're talking EPT. Thank you, Melissa. So Thank you. In, we're in across the pond. So in Europe, it's uh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. say bin. They say bin. We're, we're across the pond they here. They say bin. They say, they say pitch like when you right. fold you pitch you you, you gotta you gotta become a little that bit was a uh, soccer soccer field, field also right. that is it is you it's gotta become meetings. a little bit more sophisticated when you're uh giving their euros the props gotcha they're better at the game than us they are they're better at the english language than us they are and so we have to respect that and mm-hmm. put people in the bin okay. now whenever we come back over to this <laughs> side of the atlantic we're gonna talk about the cage all fucking day okay right but or the showers. Or the shower. Yeah, well, mm. I was never big. Well, the thing is, once you get put guy. in the cage, you end up in the showers. Right. Showers. <laughs> or you just get hosed off in the cage. Sometimes. Actually, yeah. Uh, it's funny that I was always kind of against the hit the shower. Maybe it's because it was a sleigh thing, and I think I was just like, I, I'm, I'm slow to come around to sleigh sayings. Is it? Uh, is that the origin? I think so. I think, he, I think what I recall was at Hard Rock Holly, this was maybe six or seven years ago, he was sitting at the cafe, and every time somebody walked by that busted, he would tweet about them hitting the showers. Mm. <laughs> and then Salzburg ran wasn't with it. A phrase no. I don't know. There's so much vernacular that like stems back to the mid early two thousands. Uh Dipthrong was really great at coming up with a lot of these things that made absolutely no fucking sense. 
<laughs> Somehow aces are birds, jacks are yep. birds, uh, tournaments are birds, <laughs> everything are birds. Mm -hmm. uh, no birds. No birds. birds. But angry birds. <laughs> but uh, but the hidden showers reference is a it's a sports analogy. So like yeah. you would think I'd be all in on yeah. that, but mm -hmm. uh, it just right. kind of rubbed me wrong. I don't know. Um, so anyway, uh, gets jammed on on the river. Barney has jack nine. Maybe not the best one to call off with, but doesn't have any clubs or diamonds. That feels nice. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jack and I spades. He kind of just YOLOs it in, calls. And <laughs> Fred followed up by saying, like, really? Just a pair of jacks for your entire tournament life. And Barney, quick as a whip, goes, it was for my tournament life, not my actual life. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so fucking good, man. Even then he'd call. <laughs> Probably. Like, gun uh. the head. I call. I call. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so yeah, that was like one of the hands that really propelled him forward. Obviously, he went on to uh, to outlast everybody at the final table. Took home, I think, one point two million yeah. in euros. Yes, pounds, euros, euros, euros. American euros. France dollars, euros, <laughs> euros. Keep what's going the here. Euro, what's the euro? Euros. Term? Yeah, but what's the what's the <laughs> conversion? Conversion these days? Know. It's it's less, changing. right? Yeah. It's pounds better. are expensive, euros are cheaper, I believe. I think they're both. They're both more than. Uh, you know, are uh, they more than? I think so. One, uh, one euro equals $1.09. Okay. Which means the euro is stronger. It's stronger, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought we were the world currency. We're printing, we are, but we're it printing too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, we more, are. More debt print. Yeah, you one pound is 1.27. They should print us some. We are fucking printing too they much. They should print us some. Gamble too much. <laughs> Yeah, I will say when going to Canada, it made me feel like I was like shopping the bargain bin. <laughs> Everything was so free. Ah, the bin. Go to Thailand. <laughs> They're like, you want to play ten twenty five fifty? I'm like, mm -hmm. you mean five ten? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> We're yeah. in Canada. Let's play one k two k. That's my usual stakes in America. <laughs> I think it translates. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a great event. Um, and it kind of takes us into our next conversation. Poker stars live, really, uh, live. really doing it. Causing a lot of controversy here mm -hmm. at the GPI. The best stream Is out it? there. It, 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 no, of course it's not. Like five people that are, that are upset. Pleased. Yeah. So sorry. When I say, of course it's not, I mean, it's not controversial. Right. Yeah. Not, not that it's not. The right. The stream is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So let's talk GPI awards uh, and we can get this, this uh, snub thing out of the way first, because I think it's a funny conversation more than anything else. Um, snub stream of the year went to poker stars live, mm -hmm. which uh, did not sit well with some others who, you know, run, live streams out there <laughs> may or may not be part of the family may or may not be a part of the family they're they're threatening to boycott the awards next year um oh, wait, we didn't threaten no so therefore like we're kind of better at, <laughs> you know we're just more graceful losers big shout out to chip race they, <laughs> they won the uh they won podcast of the year for the second time well deserved uh yeah. everybody in the category had been nominated uh, multiple times, everybody in the category had wanted at least once, with the exception of Thinking Poker, which I think we all unanimously believe deserved it this year. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it didn't I, go I their mean, way. I, 
I, I, I know. We did, I know so, you want I, I don't really know. I'm not. It's not unanimous. So. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I know he's your friend, but you know we, we have a podcast here, so yeah, that's fair. <laughs> We're a little competitive, but I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to be the Vertucci of the group. So. I'm not gonna boycott. I'm not gonna boycott. I'm just gonna, you know, I'll take a hammer to the set, but I'm not gonna boycott. Are you? Are you gonna wear a fuck around and find I'll out? Show up trucker next, cap next yeah. year. By the way, <laughs> he should be happy that he didn't win because that was an absolute ridiculous, like, what, this is a formal event. I can't believe people were criticizing what I wore when this guy showed up in a t-shirt and a fucking trucker cap that said, fuck around and find out. It's like you show up knowing you're not going to win when you wear that. Yeah, that's that's actually very fair. I don't know, man. I think he looks kind of classy. Yeah, he looks very L.A. Totally. Very, very L.A. LA. Just blends right in, actually. You know, can't can't miss him in the background. All right, so uh, let's talk about the snub uh, that rocked the Twitter world because it's too hard not to. Um, Twitter world, we mean like the five people in the community. Yeah, spaces precisely. Community the, 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 the spaces is. are are a buzz <laughs> over this the one. Uh, they were talking about it on Sports Center this morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Scott Van Pelt did a one big thing <laughs> on HCL getting snubbed this year at the GPI Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, so. <clears throat> The, the reason why I really wanted to talk about this is not because Vertucci's making a big deal about getting snubbed, but because he took an unnecessary shot at Platt, which I think is just like unbelievable to me. Um, <clears throat> he tweeted out, oh, HCL won last year because of the cheating scandal that influenced the win, question mark. It's like, first of all, that's not slighting your product or, you know, the fact that you got a ton of viewership and a lot and of people love this. I mean, that the, last year... The fir their first that was their first nomination, right? Like yeah. they they uh they they were everyone was talking about They changed the I space. mean it, it was a yeah, like they should have won last year. But right. this year is a little different. I people don't care as much about well, cast streams anymore. Well, and not not only just that, but like it, you have to acknowledge that a lot of the reason why they were on the tip of everyone's tongue is because of Jack Four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but before that, I mean even like before that, like when it first came out, everyone was watching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, as far as like the the daily streams go, I would say that was kind of the Jack Four was kind of the the cherry the, the on get, top. the ending, yeah, right of the stream meta, yeah, the meta, the if meta. You will. Oh God, let's not. Uh, <laughs> meta is always changing. So so he goes on to say, nominating Jack Four last year as hand of the year was in bad form, and so was this joke this year. And it's like, okay, man, what's like, that disclaimer? Uh, this show is not meant for people. With if you're right, warning, yeah. warning. If you're easily triggered by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like come on i think man. jeff platt should have put that at the beginning of his speech i should have yeah. they just You're cut, easily triggered leave the room they just cut the black <laughs> wait and a minute and his warning Question. comes up this fan's choice mean that people on the committee didn't even vote for it correct yeah. so the way it works so why is he mad at what is he mad at Because no one knows what the hell is going on people just write stuff yeah <laughs> largely it's like oh other people voted for this thing and you lost okay it, mm -hmm. okay so like here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> I find it I find it ironic that people who accuse me of taking myself too seriously all the time take themselves way too seriously. The guy who says that he doesn't give a fuck about the award puts out a tweet that says, like, don't make fun of us for this <laughs> thing that happened on our show that won us the award last year kind mm -hmm. of thing. And then it goes on to, like, basically complain about losing the People's Choice Award, which means that the fans voted. Like, the, the, the handful of people that are in the thread kind of showing support, it's like, great, you love they Hustler. They probably didn't even vote. Oh, of course not. <laughs> They're but, just mad that other people voted and they didn't. Yeah, but also like, it's just like, that's great that this is your favorite stream and you should show support to them, but, like, stop tearing down PokerStars Live. Like, 
How long have you been in this community? Are any of you like aware? Six <laughs> right? Like, are any of you aware of the world outside of the four walls in which you participate? Like, Stars is the largest. It's the largest YouTube channel in our space by a fucking country I think mile. People mm-hmm. are also like misunderstanding the category and thinking that it's only cash game streams. Correct. So to be clear, the nominations were Hustler Lodge, which are both three to five day a week streams. I'm not sure how often Lodge runs, but yeah. it's 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 frequent. Yeah. Poker Go, which is uh, behind a paywall, but you know does about 100 to 150 and streams a year. And their live stuff is mostly PGT. And- Correct. Yeah. Uh, Triton, which is a mix between uh, their Triton Cash Games and then their uh, their Triton events, which happen quarterly, mm-hmm. and they are a shared hands production. So, um, uh, and then finally, Poker Stars Live. And left off of this list, obviously, was WPT. So what we need to first examine here is that of those five that are nominated, Hustler is fourth as far as following goes on YouTube. They have like 300 and some subscribers. Lodge has like 165. Everybody else has over a half a million, right? So already they're at a huge disadvantage. They're also like much longer standing. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's the other point, right? So when, when you look at newness now, Hustler's been around for two years. The Lodge, roughly the same. Uh, Triton's been around for five to six years. Poker Go over seven. And if you count like Maury working with WSOP, you're looking at like 20 plus years. And then finally you have uh, Stars and uh, the EPTs, Poker Stars Live, etc. That's a 20 year long production. Throw in WPT, which has been running for 22 years. And suddenly you have like mainstays in the community that not only do it, but you have to examine, like, they should do best production house instead yeah, of best stream. I think right. people are, well, so this is a new award as of last year, right? Yeah. So I think it, this award came out when, uh, like, live streams were kind of Popping. kicking off. And yeah. that was, like, everyone was obsessed with starting a new cash live stream. And so I think the category is confusing people a bit. And they're just reacting at it. But, like, right. I, I think. But it didn't confuse the voters. I mean, they see the five choices. Right, so it's yeah. like you vote for whatever your favorite last, show to watch. I feel is. like last year pe- there was more people with for the fans' choice thing going. Vote for me, vote for me. Like, I don't this- think this was a fans' choice last year. Are you sure? I'm not positive, but I, I, I it was. You could be right. I, I truly don't know. Um, but the whole point is like, yeah, you have to engage your fan base, right? Like, mm-hmm. if stars did any sort of petitioning, they're gonna smash here. Mm-hmm. But what's most important to understand is that like, there's only a handful of production houses in this industry, and there is a huge, huge difference between Share Hands, Poker Go, um, Poker Stars Live, and then the five day a week streams of. Should- win an award right yeah like what Sharehands does for triton what Sharehands does for wpt what poker go does for themselves and for wsop and then what what stars does for the ept and all the other stars lives events like this is no offense to hustler or lodge but like the fact that hustler and lodge are even considered in this category at all that's, that's actually the biggest flex exactly they're, com- they're competing against people who have infinite money when it comes to production and doing all these things so the fact that you're even in the running is is a shout out to hcl and like what a great product they precisely have. Yeah. The, these three stream houses that i'm talking about probably operate on 10x the budget of hustler and lodge right so it's like mm-hmm. the fact that you've even managed to inch your way into the consideration 
of being in this category is such a huge fucking win. Yeah. And I know that like it's very trite to say or cliche to say that just nice uh, to I'm just nominated. happy to be nominated. Yeah. But in this particular instance, that's fucking true, man. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to tackle like a major corporate entity that's been doing something for the better part of two decades while you're just putting together, you know, a bootstrapped thing that you're trying to continually continually iterate on and make better. So like I would not sour on the fact that like you didn't win this award back to back. Like the fact that you were able to pull out sort of an upset year one because you were that relevant because you had that much steam. No, I mean, I I feel like that was predictable them winning that. I think so too, but I think it's because there was so much velocity behind them. Like they really went hard year one. I'm, I'm, mm. We were all watching it. We yeah. had it on the house, like for sure. But it's just kind of it seems like the the <coughs> um, cash live stream meta if you will got like a little saturated pretty quickly and people kind of got over it like okay you keep raising the stakes we're kind of numb to this well that's like, why i said we weren't gonna win right like there's a downside to doing a five day a week show no nah, no nah, that was on uh, unacceptable we're <laughs> <laughs> in that place of the ground you hit the chance unacceptable <laughs> i will be having a also the breakout player big uh, not acceptable. Yeah, that, that I mean, well, okay. So, <laughs> all right. So let, let let that carry us into the next conversation because I I have a lot of thoughts on this and I'm interested in hearing all of yours. Uh, what was your overall perception of the GPI awards as far as an experience goes this year? Like, just just give a, a couple quick takes away takeaways about like what was good, what was bad, or anything in between. Um, the don donuts were good. Uh, the um, <laughs> yeah, having, board. having the cheese. Oh yeah. yeah oh my god! I was so excited. Great. I was um, actually gonna like go around to other tables and be like, "Are you gonna eat that?" Like, I ate all the meat already on mine. Can yeah. You care if I just you know grab a I think piece you of salami? Picked. Yeah, I think you could have picked. No, no I thought it was cared. good, but uh, it felt <laughs> I don't know. It felt so different from last year. Maybe because last year was the first one I went to. Okay. But, mm -hmm. but last year felt more like big. Okay. Like, kind so, of. You know. Yeah. And and that's a really good point to touch on. So you guys don't have the perspective that that I do. You didn't come to the one that we won originally, right? In LA. Yeah. No. Okay. So when we first won this one in 2017. 2016 or 20, 2017. Okay. It used to be in LA, and this was when the awards were still segregated. There was the American Global Poker Index Awards, uh, and then there was the European one. <clears throat> and when we went to LA, I believe it was like in a Beverly Hills hotel. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it was a big the least, Kodak Theater. At least for me, anyway, my first experience with it, and and you know the the industry has changed a lot from then till now. Like 2017, the celebrities were still the same celebrities of 2010, right? Mm -hmm. Like, despite having really amazing careers, at that point you weren't seeing like the faces of Jason Kuhn and Ike and Galfon. Like these guys weren't really representative of poker celebrities. They were just representative of um elite players okay. you know so when the awards came to pass uh it was a really big deal and everybody was there i mean everyone like there was a red carpet yeah there was like it was it was truly a gala right and it really drew in what i'm going to qualify as the youth at the time but the the industry was much older then so the content creators were us brad owen nimi uh, like there wasn't even a vlog category yet yeah right and if you look at the average age of all that, like Brad was a baby at like 29. You know what I mean? We were, in, I was in my mid thirties. Andrew's, I, I think a couple years older than me even. So even at the, at the lower rung of people that you were going to acknowledge, 
they were still a bit aged. Mm-hmm. They had been in the industry for 10 or 15 years. The awards were new and we were trying to shine a light on those who were established, right? Fast forward to now and my basic takeaway from, from having experienced this now four or five times is that it, and maybe this was always the case and I just wasn't really privy to it at the time, but it's become this giant corporate circle jerk. A little bit, yeah. It felt mm-hmm. very like it was just corporate stuff and... Uh, A lot of people weren't there to accept their awards, which also maybe like was a factor. Yeah. Uh, And this is, by by the way, I want to preface this by saying like, this is no slight to Eric. I think what he is tasked to do every year is literally an impossible job. It's beautiful, man. It's it's gorgeous. And we have nothing else like it in the industry. And at no point am I trying to imply that this should go away. Yeah. Because I think it's it's great. I I just think. I like seeing everyone dressed up right everyone's always wearing sweats in poker yeah i think that's like a big thing that we want to do more of uh and i'm really just kind of trying to to petition or or uh encourage some level of like adaptation from what we saw to me this has now become like so much of an industry insider event yeah that when you look around the room and and your point that like a lot of the winners didn't even show up I don't feel like they're very incentivized to mm-hmm. because like when you look around the room and you have to kind of like you show up an hour early, brush, brush elbows and, and, you know, get a couple of cocktails or whatever. There were four or maybe five entities being represented mm-hmm. and none of them were on the player side. Yeah. It was stars people. It was WPT people. It was WSOP people like and then win and Aria. The casino people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only win and Aria though. Right. So it's like the partners of, Right. those sort of entities uh and they're there in droves they all have tables mm-hmm. right they all are nominated for and win the, the bulk of the awards felt like the minority there. for sure yeah. and the thing is there may even be more player awards than industry awards but it doesn't matter because the structure of the show is so focused on highlighting those industry insiders that I think it repels the people that you truly need to bring in for this to be successful. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a little bit of youth in the crowd with like a Greg goes all in, uh, Caitlin, Nikki. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there, there are people who are like fresher to the industry, but my expectation at least would be that they're only there because it's, it's early for them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's one of their first few attempts to, to, schmooze and brush out not not schmooze that's the wrong word but to network and and to be amongst it all they're probably not going to be there three years from now yeah even if they're nominated and jamin i think is like the perfect example of this he's been on the rise in the vlogger community well he was on the rise in the vlogger community his first three to five years and he was nominated every single year Mm -hmm. and every year it felt like he was getting snubbed over and over much like thinking poker in the podcast industry or in the podcast category right just over and over and over again snubbed now finally this year people acknowledge his talent and they kind of give him his his comeuppance and he's at home because he doesn't give a fuck anymore he's like why would Mm -hmm. i go i never win anyway not only that but he like basically stopped vlogging yeah like his 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 volume this past year compared to like two three years ago is maybe like a quarter and it's not that he doesn't care anymore it's just that like it's very clear where he is in the space he's not trying to grow his channel anymore he's not trying to be brad or he's just settled on being jamin burton and having his niche yeah and doing like what it does you know what i mean and that's not to say that some of the people who won previously weren't deserving Mm -hmm. you know like rampage is a great example he one right at the peak of his popularity, like while he was really blowing through and 
you know, uh, like on the rise. But there's a lot of instances where that could be the case now. Mm-hmm. But now you feel like you have to kind of go back and honor somebody like Jamin who's never won the award, right? And now we're like giving it to him as almost a courtesy where there are a lot of new up-and-comers like um, I think it was Wolfgang. Yeah, he was, wasn't even there. He was nominated for like everything. Yeah, he was no. nominated for like four or five things. He has like 1.5 million subscribers. Just like blows the, th- the industry out of the water. Can't be bothered to come because there's no incentive <laughs> and wasn't ever going to win because yeah. the way the voting works is it's like 100 industry in- insiders and like, you know, I was, I'm on the panel, I'll admit, I didn't vote for Wolfgang in anything because mm-hmm. every category he was nominated for, there are people that I'm closer friends with and with. friendly yeah. with. It is like, I, maybe it would be better to make everything like a fan vote. I, I don't know. The problem with that be, is then, yeah. well, because the problem with that is then it's straight. Just a bigger. You, you just, uh, you just leverage your audience. platform. Yeah, yeah. whoever has the biggest oh, audience whoever, will just win oh, everything. Maybe that's kind of how it yeah, but I mean, yeah. then we could just do it by the Otherwise, numbers. Otherwise, we're just voting for our friends. Right, but then just do it right. by the numbers, right? Like, yeah. then you could just look at it and say, like, the best vlogger is, oh, Brad Owen still That's has true. the most followers. Mm-hmm. He wins. You know what yeah. I mean? That it's like the difference thing. between the uh, Grammys and the Billboard Music Awards. Right. And that's a that's a perfect example uh, because... You know who I voted for in, in Twitter personality? No. Well, obviously, I voted for all my friends, and then I voted for Eden. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that's that's a good example of like how the categories kind of get missed too because i love caitlin and marley and i wanted to see one of the two of them win but neither of them tweet i know the only time they tweet is when they're putting out their short form content Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just a correlation to that like uh, there's very little tweeting that takes place i think barry carter should win for sure he was yeah i don't even think he was nominated he has the best poker twitter of anybody right and it's like that that category is a good one where it's like it shouldn't be as stale as it is. It's Jamie's to lose every year, and then Will kind of inserted himself as as a front runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the industry insiders don't pay that close of attention to Twitter, so they just again like try to pick a new fresh face. Mm-hmm. So like, oh Marley, you know, I I know Marley. She's personable. I love those shorts. I'm yeah, going to vote for right. it, that kind of thing. It's not really the category, right? Right, and like there has to be a way to better the incentive to actually get the person who's putting out the highest quality tweets. Like Gelfon would be a great person to, to be nominated there. It's not mm-hmm. com. It's not well, comedy. Nick Howard. He had a huge hit with his dog food tweet. <laughs> right. He should be in there. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, in there. <laughs> and honestly, maybe, maybe having a panel of people that are like judging based off of metrics would be a great start, right? Like well, maybe you do a panel, they decide the four and then the fans vote on the four. Could go that route. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot of problems with the panel, if it's not objective because you still end up with a lot of corruption and just like voting for it's a small industry we're going to be friends with each other sure. well that's mm-hmm. the other big problem right so it's like when it came to voting for the finalist in like podcast you're not allowed to vote for anybody that you work with so i can't vote for thinking poker now because andrew's one of our coaches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like well that's shitty yeah there's only four people in the category i can't vote for myself and i can't vote for andrew mm-hmm. guess who gets it it's the other three people yeah you know what i mean it's like my vote i, I should just abstain from voting altogether mm-hmm. it, it seems in bad form um but I think that like a lot of this stuff is quantifiable, right? Like at least to choose the finalist, it's pretty easy to find the streams that are watched the most, the yeah. podcasts that are listened to the most, the creators who, uh, you know, get the most uh, engagement or whatever. And I'm not saying that that should be the end all be all. Obviously, that's not the proper way of awarding people because then you're going to miss all the up and comers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good way to to narrow down to the finalist. Whatever they choose to do, though, my my bigger point is that I think there should be a lot more emphasis and a lot more incentive 
uh, kind of like what you were saying, Brian, the difference between like the Grammys and the Billboard Music Awards. Mm -hmm. I think you want to do something more ESPY like. I think you want to do something more MTV awards like. Right. I mean, like have some performance. Well, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I, don't I don't know how these shows, like, I don't know how the awards. I think, works. I think Platt's performance yeah. is uh, worthy of nomination in and of itself. But I think, I think it's more like highlight the, um, you know, the people that are like, like the doing personalities, the yeah, the person doing people, the thing. People that are out there at doing, yeah, the people that are tweeting, the people like that you, are winning you, tournaments. If you people, watch the ESPYS, right. there are very, very, very What's few. ESPYS, ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There are very, very few, if any, awards mm -hmm. that are highlighting like writers that are highlighting production. I see. Like so, more players. For, it's almost all players. Put the big yeah. emphasis on the players in right. some sort of capacity. It does. Mm -hmm. It really did feel like industry award the industry awards. right Not like how the, many it wasn't the play like it was industry awards with a sliver of content creators i've been there five times and i've never not seen a jack effel speech i've never not seen adam, uh, pliska. adam pliska speech i've never not seen uh somebody who represents either the win or the aria uh -huh. give a speech i've never not seen maury win an award like i i know i know we need to highlight this part of the industry but at the top level, these guys know that they are the best in the space and there's no competition. Right. There's only like a few of them. Right. So. Like in my opinion, I do think we should highlight the industry, but I think that we should be highlighting it at a cat, like mid-level management. Don't go above the TD. Mm. Don't go above, like start highlighting dealers, mm -hmm. you know, oh, start, that would be cool. start highlighting like the, the real people that are in the muck the day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like Boots the SBs, be like the SBs every year. Be like, okay, we're going to do a uh, best commissioner award. Oh, Roger Goodell. You want to get exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's just right. like, what? Are we, they don't do that it's because it's very predictable. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not yeah. only that, but like if you do the best commissioner award, you have four nominees every year. And it's the same four people. Okay, yeah. so if you could like come up with a new category, mm -hmm. what would you do? It's funny. I had this stuff written down prior, and I've I've been spamming so much out of my brain mm -hmm. that I lost this somewhere. But uh, I, I think I think like rising star of some sort, and some kind of breakout. So breakout player is specific to players, but I'm thinking more like personality. Uh, and I, I don't necessarily. And I guess they did do uh, personality of the year and made it yeah. a fan fan vote yeah mm -hmm. so maybe like maybe maybe that's not the right one i guess what i'm trying to trying to put an emphasis on is like capping the qualification at only being in the industry for a short period of time uh -huh. like I, I i think that like breakout player of the year for example like yon's winning is just insane he's, he's been a pro for almost 20 years yeah it's it's it would be like <laughs> he broke out of his house to come to america like it's mm -hmm. it's it, i that was so strange yeah it'd be like giving it to linus yeah you know it's just or not even it's it's worse than that somehow it's i, I can't it would be like giving it to mormon you yeah, know like right. somebody who's just been playing online since 2003 right where it's like oh he had a really good live year finally it's like bizarre it's like confusing yeah, yeah even honestly it would be as crazy as like and i know i'm saying this like kind of tongue-in-cheek but it'd be just as crazy to give it to like landon yeah. you know it's like he's he hasn't had a big year yet. He's going to break out at some point. But like when it's, when it's year six for him and he's been known since the day he it got into the like, industry. Like mm -hmm. They should go back on Hendon Mob like within the last three years they played their first tournament or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how to qualify, but I, I guess when it comes to each and every space. So like I, I jokingly said this yesterday, but I was like, 
you know, they have a they have a tour of the year. They have a series of the year. They have an isolated series of the year. They have a TV they have of, the of the year. They it's have like, an event oh of the God. year. Like, they have a casino the of the year. Mid, mid, they had a mid-major. Mid-major, like, high yeah. rollers. Like, they just keep segregating all of these arenas because they want everybody who has dollars to somehow right. win something and feel acknowledged. But it's like... You know, and this is no slight to WSOP, WPT, any of those big entities that are out there. Like, we I, need them. We need you. We yeah. love you. We try to give you as much shine as humanly possible. But, like, it also becomes, like, so catty. Like, it's impossible to have watched Jack's speech and not realize that he's shilling for WSOP and dunking on WPT yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, save it. Like, because WSOP is always going to win an award. WPT is always right. going to win an award. You know, like... It doesn't matter, really. Uh, it, it's... They don't need the shine. What needs the shine are the layers down. And everybody who goes up there that does a good speech tends to highlight that. Like Plishka goes up there and he brings this woman up who's like gone all the way from intern to uh, being a part of the or, or being the head of the WPT Prime. I think WPT Prime was like nominated for eight things or seven things, whatever. It's like when you look at the personalities, there was like two or three people that were nominated for multiple categories mm-hmm. and all of them were content creators. Yeah. To me, that's a problem. Right, because nobody who plays online was being acknowledged with the exception of Yawns and only because Kessler called out his hand and mob and he said, fuck you, I'll just go win everything high roller. You know what I mean? Nobody in uh, the cash space is ever acknowledged Mm -hmm. in any capacity. And I know that that's a difficult thing to track, but like, yeah, it's hard, but like, you know, just try. Uh, uh, And like, here's a great example. How is JBEX not nominated for something? It's all we're fucking talking Mm -hmm. about. You know what I mean? Like that just seems like I thought I I thought he'd be nominated for like breakout player. Now he's a breakout player, right? Well, like, it depends. Yeah. Depends how you qualify it. I get. I, well, I mean, well, the just, qualification is that you have to be an online pro for close to twenty <laughs> years, and then just you know, get right? In Kess, like in Kessler's, but, right? But, but like last year, nobody knew who JBEX was, and right. then this year, he's just on your on your uh, feed timeline twenty four seven, right? With just like. You know, wins. Right, but so if you compare him to the rest of the category, it, it's like, what what are you scrutinizing on? Because, like, a guy like Sam, who had, what, 1.5 million? Yeah. Right? Like, was Ben Win in that category? Because if he wasn't, he sure as fuck should have been. Yeah, yeah, but he was the player of the right. year. Right, and that's my point. It's like, how is he not a breakout player of the year? Is it because he's too old? Right? Like, he qualifies way more than Jan's. You know, it's like he's, he's been playing everybody for, for millions of dollars. Yeah, Wing like wins, bro. and he's only been playing for a couple of years. You fucking got it, man. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, it's another, all you. Another another one that I w- I would like institute would be like uh, highlight the coaching section of this yeah. community in some capacity. You know, like people like GTO Wizard should be uh, acknowledged or at least in competition. Like um, maybe like software or yeah. best training site. Training site or Be- best uh, coach. coach. Yeah. yeah, best yeah. coach for sure. Like, I mean, like if you think about it, like there's a lot of amazing coaches throughout like the, the whole ones. space that like are, you know, turning up maybe average players into like superstars. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they should be highlighted for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And... and I'm I'm just throwing shit against the wall because I don't think any of these categories are important, and I don't think, at least personally, I I don't care um, about just, this stuff. It did sort of feel like I was just attending, and I was like, hmm, I feel like I don't really. What am I doing here? Because I'm not like I don't work for any of the right. companies. Right. I looked around the room and I was just like, okay, there are like five major corporations being uh, represented here, and then Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. like 
that, that's his own corporation, by but, the way. But I think that's I think that's the point, right? Is that to me it looked odd that Joey was there. Like he looked out of place. But in years past that wouldn't have been true. Because it truly was an industry wide award, right? Like plenty of people who weren't well, up last for anything. Year it felt like there was more like people I knew there, like players mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I do think there was a huge fall off between last year and this year. But yeah. again, even the people that we knew that were there last year are all older. If you think back, yeah. right? So a lot of the people who just didn't come this year, probably in their thirties, maybe forties, probably been playing for five, maybe Settling ten years. Down. Well, it's just more so that I think we're focused on the Settling wrong portion down. of the industry. It's the HRV. Yeah. yeah. The HRV it <laughs> yeah, got them. It it gets you. Uh I think I think largely what you want to be able to put a focus on is the young up and coming group that are either elite at content mm-hmm. or elite at the game. Yeah. Cause it does motivate people to go hard and try and win an award. Not like, just that it care. motivates them to be bigger parts of the community at large. Yeah. There's it's, not much of the like really good players part of the industry. Exactly. They just try to make a bunch of money and be quiet about it and fuck off. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty easy to just like live in your own little corner and just fuck off on everything. And, and honestly, like, I think one of the driving aspects of this where I don't want to say they got it wrong because I understand why it's happening, but I think one of the biggest problems is that uh, these awards should almost be given out or, or propagated by the media, right? Like, in a lot of other industries, it's uh, the API awards, the Associated Press Awards, or, or, or whatever. Uh, and the media is largely just, like, driving this because mm-hmm. they're, custom, they're accustomed to highlighting the space, Right. And so, of course, the industry insiders are a part of it, but they're on the fringes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's way more about bringing in the, the bulk of the community, the people that are getting their hands dirty day in and day out and, and you know, tipping your cap to them a little bit. Um, and I think that what the problem is, is instead the media is being highlighted here as the people deserving of the awards. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's like that upper tier of, okay, stars. WPT, uh, Poker Go, all these places, they're, WSOP, they're all going to be nominated for stuff. And then the next tier down is going to be a litany of Poker.org writers, Poker News writers, uh, you know, Photographer. uh, photographers, the, the, the people. And I'm not saying that those guys shouldn't get the shine. Like, yeah, of course should, they should, yeah. especially the ones that are like independent contractors. But it's like this, this all should be on the fringe, it's right? It's kind of like everyone but player award yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i think that the problem is that you further you further incentivize this division now between the people who are shilling for corporate money Mm -hmm. and and trying to be a part of the machine versus the people who are just like trying to quietly earn and go out and and grind a game day in and day out uh and i think that that's like look we've pushed out the Helmuths and the Negranus and the Antonios, those guys don't come to these awards anymore. Mm-hmm. And granted, like, I think Daniels is more of like, he holds a grudge uh, whenever they lost the podcast award to the chip race four years ago or something oh, like really? that. that. I think that was the last time he went. There was like this, <laughs> there was like this deadpan zoom in of him just booing them winning the award. Oh my God. And I, I, I should have done that. I think that that was kind of like the end of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, okay, so maybe those guys aren't going to be nominated for too much anymore because they're a lot out of the, the spotlights. They're not playing nearly as much. They're not uh, producing very much content, mm-hmm. but like we, we need to entrust in them to bring on the next guard. Right? So 
whenever you have presenters, like, I'm sorry, I, I just don't want it to be somebody from Poker News or Stars or, you know, Matt Savage. I love Matt Savage, but like, I don't need him to be the presenter. I need to see Daniel. I need to see yeah. Ivy. I need to see Antonio and Phil. They're and big draws. Yeah, even like a Gelfond or, or what, like... I want to see them present awards because mm -hmm. now they, what, what's the happening is the they're validating the entire show, mm -hmm. right? They're basically saying, hey, we've cared about this community for two decades and we care about this product. Therefore, you guys should all tune in and care too. And that's going to that's gonna have a cascading effect. Everybody watching at home is going to be there to watch the old guard kind of pass on to the moon. You see this in every industry. Right when you watch the ESPYS, it's athletes, yeah, former and current that are handing out the awards. You watch the mm -hmm. Grammys, it's musicians, former and current, yeah, that you know, are handing everything out. They don't have like a big last award either. Mm -mm. What is the big award that like like you know when you go when you watch the Oscars, picture it's the best picture of the year, and yeah. if you go to the Grammys, the best right, actor, it's yeah. album of the album year, of the right, year. right, like they don't have player of the year or they do have they do but they did it in the beginning yeah but like it's it seems like player of the year should be like highlighted as the main thing yeah, and then like point. maybe next year that person presents it to the next person mm -hmm. and then the next year that person presents it to the next person i think so the like, only reason why they like it does that doesn't make sense is because that's predetermined yeah like you can look it up and you know it's not you just know who won the gpi award yeah uh, or, or the gpi player of the year yeah Right, um, but you're right in the sense that I do believe. Well, then, then they should have maybe a separate category from that. Something, something that yeah, player, maybe but yeah. They do poker personality, right? But like I, I think, but I think it should be they do poker uh, player personality, but it should be uh, like it should be their on the felt performance that yeah. is is what wins them. I, I, I think right. I think what you're putting into words is that it's abundantly clear. There's no single award that has such high prestige. Right. that they can put it last. Right. Yeah. And that right. in and of itself is exactly. a problem. Yeah, it doesn't have to be exactly player. Maybe it's um I I don't know what it would be, but like maybe maybe it's the best like performance industry man or, yeah. of the year or maybe sorry, industry <laughs> person of the year. Right. Right? Like something along those lines where it's literally just a free for all. Like everybody from you again, I think you should cap it at like where the industry like insider starts. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it could be TDs, dealers, commentators, uh players content creators like whatever yeah throw them somebody all in. that maybe did the most to grow the poker space that year it, it could be in any capacity yeah and then that person wins and it's like you are poker this year yeah right? yeah I, I think that that would be a big deal i, mm -hmm. I also yeah I, I think that there's a lot that they can do um that's so easy it's like such low-hanging fruit and granted it's going to be difficult to get them to show up um, because a lot of them are Euros. So maybe mm -hmm. it does make sense to resegregate all of this to between America and Europe. But like you can have heads up player of the year. And like that's pretty easy to get a, a short list of, right? right? Like there's just only going to be a certain amount of people that are holding down lobbies at higher stakes mm -hmm. online, right? Like I, I, category. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm spe specifying online, right? Like heads up player of the year. That's going to be online players only, right? right. There, there's, uh, you know, online MTT player mm -hmm. of the year. Uh, like this stuff is is low hanging fruit and it's, it's trackable metrics, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it doesn't need to come down to the variance of who actually had the best performance, yeah. but you could take the top five. Mm -hmm. I feel like stuff you know? where you can involve the fans that I think would be, um, kind of cool to watch is having things like in the minutia, like the best bluff of the year. They used to, or they used you know, to have, things well, like that. Obviously last year they had hand of the year and that was a, 
uh, a fan voted um, thing, but I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, and then I, you can still have all these industry top industry awards, but they don't have to be highlighted the way they are. Like if you look at like other award shows, right? They're like, oh, and oh, by the way, blah blah blah, one this one, this one, this one, this one, and they just kind of like go through the list real quick, right. and it's not actually on the show exactly because people don't care about that like outside stuff. They care about what they're watching, what Composer they're listening to. Composer of the to. year wins something right. at the Grammys every year, but they never get to have a speech. Mm -hmm. And like I, again, I. I I agree Producers with Producers of the year, those kind right. of things. Speech, yeah. Speech. Right. <laughs> right. I think I think ultimately what we're actually kind of saying is that uh when it comes to people speaking at the podium, I personally think that we're losing the audience as a whole when it's the same five people every year. Mm -hmm. Every single year I I sit through right. a speech of an owner of a tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Real. it's just like, look, man, we respect everything that and you they do. They got a lot of people to thank. Well, <laughs> of course, I it. loved her, but but no, he she's right because because when you look at the hierarchy of how many people are beneath them that yeah. aren't getting the acknowledgement, right? They they do have a lot of people to thank, yeah, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like they're they're the head of a corporation that has you know dozens upon dozens of of other. Um, areas or, or departments that are all part of their success mm -hmm. and they can't overlook that right so yeah you're gonna get a seven minute long speech mm -hmm. and it's just like uh, i mean we don't care right it's not that we don't care <laughs> in the sense of it's not that we don't care it's in the not sense good that tv well it's certainly not good tv but it's also not in the sense that we don't care about uh their their opinion or, or sorry the 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 putting giving shine to those people it's that we don't know them yeah. So when you say Kathy Smith over in HR deserves a round of applause, everybody give Kathy a round. Of course, we're going to oblige. We're chimps, but nobody fucking knows who Kathy is. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, I mean, that Let's was go, Kathy. Yeah, it's just like, okay. I mean, that's great. Ooh. But like, that's also a waste of uh, air and time. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I know this sounds all very negative. Uh, I, I think that it's worth shining a, a, a big I should have done this in the onslaught instead of now but <laughs> I think like I said I think Eric has an absolutely impossible job year over year uh, I think he has infinite people to try to please and that makes it very difficult also mm -hmm. uh, and I think that the 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 awards is done incredibly well yeah. from a presentation standpoint uh, from a um, production production standpoint, yeah, Poker Go. I mean, the studio is amazing. They, they, an overall experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think everything about it is incredible. Um, but I think that you know what we should be focused on is like if we're gonna have some. Uh, at the end of the day, all award shows are circle jerks in some capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So we if we're gonna do it, let's do it in a capacity where it helps highlight and uh, encourage people to strive for these things in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm old. Uh, you don't need, you don't need to pat me on the back. I, I don't need an and award. And the old award goes like, to. Tr truthfully, I, I, I'm not, I'm not just saying Oldest this. Oldest like, guy. I'm, I'm not just saying that. Like, I would have been bothered if we didn't win last year because it was a new project that I thought did really well. Yeah. And I think Hustler should be able to say the same. It was a new project that like shot up like a bottle rocket. Yeah. So like you want your shine then. But if we never win podcast of the year again, it's not going to matter to me in any capacity. We're going to be all right. For yeah. Like, I mean, Melissa will be upset and you'll have to take it up with her. And that's why you should keep voting for us. File complaint. Several. But, 
But I'm uh, the Ratucci of this yeah, group. Kathy over at gotta HR. Is someone's got to be the Ratucci this. of the group, and it's me. Okay? <laughs> and the award for Ratucci of the group is <laughs> me. I know. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, someone does have to do it. Um, I I think that. Uh, the, the the overarching point that I'm trying to get at is I think there are a lot of like new content creators that uh, very desperately would benefit from the shine, right? Getting their names out there. It's funny because like in the mainstream uh, Twitter, YouTube community, uh, someone started doing the streamer awards. So the it's basically like a big award show giving different streamers of different categories like their shine for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not really about like people in the industry. It's just like highlighting just the, the streamers. individual streamers of like chess streamer of the year or like variety streamer of the year. So it's just a bunch of different awards for individuals that are making well, That also moves makes in the for space. a more entertaining mm-hmm. show because they're all entertainers. Right. So, that yeah. that is where we fall apart. Less speeches. Yeah, well, it's just it's it's not it's less of an entertainment thing. It feels more like a business meeting. Yeah. GPIs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like we don't, we don't immediately <laughs> exude personality. I mean, some do. Caitlin's speech was fucking great. Her, yeah. It was, was hilarious. hilarious. I yeah. mean, she should have gotten right. a cane like, you know, halfway through. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but, I would have let her go forever, man. Look, man <laughs> right, but, but that's because the alternative was having to listen to another dry. Mm-hmm. I want to thank a thousand thank people. Right. Exactly. Thank you to John. Thank you uh, to Chris. Thank you. I'm like, Whoa, I'm... What's going on? Yeah, can you, like, run a slideshow of who these people are behind And I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) who are these people? If you remember one thing, just remember to be nice to the recreationals. (laughs) Yes, right. We had Jungle Man last year doing some weird (laughs) shit up there. Yeah, like, it would be great to highlight more of the short-form content. Like, actually, you know... Uh, during the like dur- whenever they go uh, the nominations are it'd be nice to catch like 15 seconds of Marley's solver video right. or whatever I think all of that is just like added production like instead of trying to speed it along let's highlight the things that are actually fucking good yeah you know uh, alright I think we have a special call in here oh boy uh, grumpy old man huh uh, go, go ahead Will, is this Will from Poughkeepsie <laughs> Can you guys believe I didn't fucking win Twitter personality of the year again? <laughs> fucking bullshit, man. Brutal, man. Absolutely brutal. I'm the sorry. I can, I can believe it. I mean, to be fair, Marley deserved to win something. Probably not Twitter personality of the year, but, you know, they got to make up for it. Yeah. She's a bot, man. She's a fucking <laughs> bot. Do you have a car seat in your See those videos? Seat? There's no emotion or anything. There's just a bot. Yeah, I mean, we know She's that... She's a Euro now. Right, that's true. Uh, we, we know that whenever you do a video, you really ride the wave. Each each end of the spectrum. Hey, maybe well, you win. I can't. I was gonna say maybe you win commentator of the year next year. I mean, <laughs> I, I did like Ali's speech a lot. I thought to me that was the highlight from what I saw. I thought his speech was awesome. Um, Agreed. But yeah, I mean, on, on, on a here, serious you're... note, like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> the, the, like, does it, honestly, like, does anybody care about these awards? No, and I think that's kind of like what we're discussing. Like, it feels like they used to. Don't you feel like the reason why no one cares is because of such a big emphasis on, uh, you know, the people in the industry that already get theirs, the people who are making well, all a, the money. That's the thing, right? It, it feels like if you were watching the Oscars, if like the show wasn't about like Matt Damon, but yeah. it was about like the guy that did like the soundtrack to frozen <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah like, like like it's like you know when you know when like the oscars like you're like excited you see everybody in the crowd and then they're like 
and the best, the award for best soundtrack for a foreign film. And then like 15 people come up on stage. You yeah, know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like yeah, some, yeah. some guy who's like ecstatic, some like Italian guy with curly hair is like <laughs> ecstatic out of his mind. Everybody's kind of waiting for the speech to get over. Yes. So you can uh, see like the celebrities. Over and over. Yeah. That's what like the whole show feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean, I- like it, and I guess the difference exactly. is, is that like we actually know who the names and faces are of these corporations. So it's like we already give them all their love all the time. Like nobody's debating if Savage is one of the best TDs in the world or if Jack is uh you know running the biggest fucking event of all time in the World Series main event. You know what I mean? It's like I, I don't know. It just no, seems, well, all seems quite I trite. I don't, I don't totally agree with that. Like I do think like the woman who from Poker Stars, Francine, I think. Yeah. Like they've been doing such a good job for such a long time. Like I was watching the EPT. I don't watch a lot of live streams. I was watching the EPT and it was just like phenomenal. Everything about it. Obviously because Barney won, it was extra, but like the commentary, everything is just, it's like a plus. And to see her get credit for that is awesome. Honestly, like, and I don't know how much, like, I didn't know who she was. She deserves credit because like these people are working really hard. They're making the product better for everyone. But if you don't highlight the players, like just and like the the real like like the the people who who like you know the drama the things that get eyeballs it's just kind of feels like an industry award you know what i mean like Agreed. it feels like that's the whole point is just to kind of hand out these industry awards specifically industry is, insiders yes and and honestly like these people deserve awards but it, that's just like let's just call it what it is you know what i mean it feels like it's mostly just like a a suit get together for those mm-hmm. people to get their flowers which they deserve but i think it would be cool if there was a way to mix in more of the players and and ideally you just make it bigger for everyone um and i I don't see i'm in full agreement i'm not saying that they shouldn't get the shine and i'm not saying that francine shouldn't be highlighted of course they absolutely should it just should not be the major emphasis and the purpose behind this award right like your your point and i think the one that i'm trying to make is that this has to be a player's award first or no one's gonna fucking care and maybe they don't care if no one cares people aren't showing up anymore like i'm sure the viewership is down because like it's not entertaining yeah and maybe they don't care you you gotta give some eye candy i mean think about like like how short people's attention spans are you know what i mean like like francine the poker stars team also like the hustler team like they 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 like it's funny because honestly it would have been like if this could have been like a Kanye Taylor Swift moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. With Vertucci. Yeah, but, yeah. but instead it's just like a weird random like Twitter beef, you know, that nobody really cares about. Yeah, he should have gone up there. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been amazing if he stored <laughs> It would have been great. <laughs> like, he grabs the fucking trophy and runs Taylor off with it. We need Can more of that. Yeah. And but like, like but, Feldman, Feldman has to get him down, you know, it's actually Veronica in like a skimpy dress. Like, like the, thing is is like these guys like vertucci feldman francine a lot of people they do a ton for poker but so does fucking phil helmuth right like yeah. so does daniel negranu like so does jason coon like if you don't mix these guys in it just kind of is like what am i watching you know mm-hmm. what i mean like there's no they're set up they have the good you know broadcast they have like a there's just no entertainment value to that's, it. Right? That's it's kind of the point like, that I'm trying to make is that if you do something incredibly well in this space, you're lucky to get nominated for one award. Whereas if you're just a part of WPT, Win, Stars, WSOP, you're 
unlucky to be nominated for fewer than a half dozen awards and you run real bad not to win one Mm -hmm. so i think like one of the biggest or one of the easiest solutions it's like hustler shouldn't be resigned to only being able to win stream of the year if they're only nominated in one single category and they don't win it that year then yeah you have a sourpuss moment right it's the same thing with like guys like brent and platt or uh, a guy like Ali and Shulman for commentary and things along those lines. Like these guys do so much more than just commentate, but they're only able to win this one single award. And you're absolutely right. The highlight of that entire night was Ali finally winning commentator of the year and giving one of the most eloquent speeches that I think we've seen in seven years uh, or five years of this award, uh, award existing. Um, but the issue is, is like he only has one shot per year to do that. And it doesn't matter if he's the best in the world. They're going to rotate it. Yeah, like the whole point of these award shows, right, in theory, is to give credit to the people that within this given year have had the biggest year, like have had the best year, right? Like imagine if Taylor Swift could only win like best album. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, it just changes the whole thing. Like Hustler, okay, like, yeah, they should be in there for best stream. They should be in there for best hand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, like just there's these, they're doing more than just one thing. And it also just creates like a, like it just like the, just follow the dynamics of all the big award shows. I think Mm -hmm. you just like what it feels like is like, it it feels like, like a, like one of those speed, you know, like when you, like a college basketball team or something where they're like going, you know, when they're, I forget what it's like when you watch like a documentary on a college basketball team, when they do their like personal awards, you know what I mean? And everybody speaks at like some like dinner in like a hotel lobby somewhere or something like it just doesn't, it doesn't replicate. I think what, what, like what it should, which is just like who, who did the best job in poker this year? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who did the best job? It feels like it feels like we're all working for a consulting company, and we're all just the plebs yeah. that have to go and applaud while middle and upper management get some yeah, dinky I fucking like yeah. I was attendance in award. On a business meeting. Yeah, I don't work for anyone. It's it's hell it's hella corporate, which is the worst part. Is po- it's poker. Like right. you know what I mean? Like where is where are we just like letting loose and just like giving? You know what I mean? Like it, it's just. They just need to they need to make it so that people actually care and that like the people that have the big years, you know, like did Isaac Haxton not win like ten million dollars or something in live tournaments in like the first like few months of the year and like piss everyone off by wearing a mask? Like, why doesn't he was his name even mentioned? You know what I mean? It's just like there are all these stories and people and poker's huge and people are following them. But if you're not going to cover them and give them flowers, then like truthfully, people aren't going to care about the behind the scenes shit because Mm -hmm. why would they honestly? Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Like not only do we now lose the attention of the mainstay names like Phil, Helmuth, Ivy, Negranu, et cetera, which by the way, are almost all attached to one of these major corporations that have to be there anyway. So like bending their arm to get them there to present an award wouldn't be that tough, Mm -hmm. right? Moreover, if we were actually highlighting the players, these are awards that they would have won in the past that would be happy, like, you know, breakout player of the year or uh, best cash game specialist or, you know, whatever, something that's voted on by their peers, maybe, uh, where they're happy to pass the torch. Mm-hmm. So not only do we lose them, but then we lose the next tier of the torch who, who the, it's supposed to be passed to. You lose the Coons, the Ikes, the Chidwicks that like win awards every single year, but they're only nominated in one category. And it's very obvious they're going to win because it's like, who made the most money in high rollers this year? Oh, it's Ike Haxton. Give him an award, everybody. It's like, well, of course he's not going to come and get like, you know, it's just some form of like mutual masturbation where it's like, what are we even doing here? 
I think people want yeah, to be acknowledged it, for being a bigger part of the space yeah. as a whole. You know, give it a humanitarian award. Who gives a fuck? Like, just acknowledge the people they that they gave a charity one to who? Nadia. Oh yeah, that's fair. But like, who else was in the category? I don't know. Right, they just gave it to her. Right, yeah. same thing with like Game of Gold. There's no category for Game of Gold, so like, well, they deserve an award. Let's just give them the the most innovative category award. Right. Yeah. Something like No Gamble, No Future. There's no place for them. So they just don't get nominated for anything. They just get lumped in with Poker Go production. Uh, high stakes poker, same thing. Like all of these shows exist. Well, it's like all the stuff that the general public cares about is not really acknowledged. <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. Well, and, that's and the thing, right? You have, you have a ton of eyeballs on poker. Like the streams are doing big numbers, you know, like everybody's kind of interested, but they're not like, they're not, they don't really care about these, you know, corporate things. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they, you know, like, like make that, like the thing that's cool about the Oscars is like you don't watch the Oscars to see that like you know Francesco Molinari won you know best sound director. Right? Why are they always Italian? <laughs> it's always an Italian. Because Italian people they, they are always, very good they, at, at audio. It's you know? Hans Zimmer, they're always, bro. They're they're amazing. Just think about how they talk. Like the you know the the very crisp like you know they they understand audio. I don't fucking know. They always yeah. are Italian. They always <laughs> have curly true. hair, and they're always like super grateful and give a great speech. And honestly, when you're watching the oscars you're always like that's kind of cool you know what i mean but you're not like that's kind of cool because that's the star of the show you're like that's kind of cool because it's like a break from seeing you know what i mean like morgan friedman give like mm -hmm. the most eloquent two-minute speech you've ever seen so mm -hmm. if you don't have the if you don't have any star power really like you're just not gonna you're not gonna no, nothing's gonna matter right mm -hmm. like it just yeah. doesn't it, it just it just feels like a kind of like a little bit of a corporate circle jerk, which it shouldn't because like these people do a great job. Like I said, like they Agreed. deserve to get their flowers and respect, but it's, it, to me, it's, it's almost just like not tarnishing it, but it's just bringing everything down a level. And I think what you see is like, you did have Daniel there back in the day and maybe they should have just given him best podcast just to keep him around. <laughs> a couple more years. Right. Right. But, uh, like if once those guys start dropping out, then, then it's kind of like, uh, it's a little bit like a domino effect, right? Where, if you see somebody like that up there, then you're more incentivized to go up to want to be competing for it. Right. And, yeah. and to be there. And then once they start dropping out, it, it's kind of, I feel like it's been a domino effect. And I, I just think they need to get those guys back. Like it, they're, they're putting, they're putting on a production, like just get Daniel in there, get Phil in there, get some people in there, like, have them present. How cool would that be? Yeah. If, right. if Daniel Negreanu presented the poker stars live like, award or something, you know what I mean? Accept yeah. an award from them. Of course, of course. Yeah. Like, especially for the young, younger generation, right? If you're going to start to highlight the 20 somethings, like a lot of them have never brushed elbows with a yeah. Negreanu, right? This is our opportunity to kind of see what their future may uh, p potentially be and uh, I mean yeah like you know to your point not only have we lost all of them but like I probably won't ever go back you know it, it, at least not without some cool. sort of change I, I promise you like if it's precisely the same as it is next year I felt so out of place I did too like I, I felt like it was it was pulling teeth I couldn't wait to get out of there and just go to dinner yeah uh, I didn't feel that way last year though yeah uh, I mean I, I kind of did but it also like one, yeah. yeah, I'd been there a few times. Uh, for me, I noticed the drop off. Like, I just think back to six years ago when I flew out to LA to go to this, and it was, uh, you know, there were 30 tournament grinders. Uh, granted, this was a little bit before the high roller scene, but like, you know, the bin <laughs> wins of the world would have been there with bells on because they were going to be up for five or six mm -hmm. different awards. Like, they just had As a fucking should. epic yeah. year. 
and they're just going to be in there against the Eliases and, you know, all these other guys that are on the fucking grind. And, you know, I remember Ari Angle won uh, player of the year or something along those lines the year that I was there. And it's like, of course, this guy puts in fucking 300 events a year live. Like, that's just unheard of. And it seemed like it was in the right direction at that point. But since then, since Poker Go kind of took it over and, you know, now it's all about the corporate sponsorships. It, it's just so concentrated to WSOP, WPT, Stars, Poker Go, Win, Aria. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I see these people every fucking day. Yeah, I, I felt know? very out of place. I was like, I don't really know why I'm here. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't uh, know any of these people. Right. <laughs> I knew everybody, but it's just like they're all corporate guys that I've had a million conversations with anyway, or they're, they're media. You know, like, mm -hmm. I love running into Sarah Herring. I love any excuse to hang out with her. But also, like, I don't need to go to an award show to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. The new award show yeah, is hanging out with Sarah it, it, It's like, a, like um, with the Oscars or whatever, like, you see Meryl Streep up there, right? Like, she's done her time. She's right. grinded. And now yep. she gets to give, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, um, like a young actress, you know what I mean, yeah. who's coming up. Sydney pass Sweeney. the torch to her, right? <laughs> yeah, Sid, she, Meryl Streep gives Sidney Sweeney best tips. That's a really best, interesting best uh, scene analogy of the year. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> different styles of acting for sure, but uh, <laughs> just, a little bit, a little bit. Like, I, I just think until you until you're able to bring back that star power and have that feeling of like, okay, this is like this is the who's who of poker. These are the people that I've seen. They're up for these awards then it's just not going to be taken that seriously, you know, and it's not going to be that watched. And I, hopefully they can do that because I think it's great to have that, especially as big as poker is, but uh, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Uh, and I don't want to see this go away. So I, I hope it's not being misinterpreted that like I'm poo pooing the awards or I'm like, you know, shaking my fist at the powers that be that like they're doing a bad job. I, I don't think that anything they've done is bad. I just think that it's incomplete, right? Like we can just do better or we could, we could no, have a really if, if they, different direction. If they did a, if they just did a bad job, I would just say scrap it. You know Agreed. what I mean? The whole totally point, agree. The reason I think you do it is because they have all the pieces in place. Just, just make it better. You know, like yeah. if, if it sucked, I would just feel like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it's, it's set up to be a cool, good award show, a time to celebrate whoever's big in poker, but it just ends up kind of like feeling more like an insider industry type of thing where, yep. you know, the people you don't know about are kind of like in these groups and these circles and they're getting their credit, but nobody really cares. Yeah. Um, and like, and you know, the, the, the small committee of people that are putting shit together, they know the winners. So it's like, if, if you, uh, like if you know ahead of time that chip race is winning the podcast of the year and you got Daniel committed to come and present a ward, that seems like a good one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, like have him present the podcast of the award or podcast of the year award to the guys that he lost to previously and booed <laughs> off of stage. Like that's fun. Yeah. We're here for that. Yeah, that's pretty that's, based. That's yeah. another problem is like what, what sells, what is more appealing to anybody right now than drama? Right. Like it, there's nothing that people want more than drama or the yep. illusion of drama. Yep. And like, you know, that, you know, the, the absolutely most crazy thing that's going to happen is you're going to get an angry tweet from Nick Fertucci. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's it. So yeah, like you know, honestly, it, it made for a good thumbnail, and it's always fun to make fun of the guy who's in his fifties with a trigger warning on his podcast, complaining about uh, a joke, things not being yeah. fair, or a joke being too mean. But outside of that, it's such a nothing story. Like you yeah. know, if that was the only thing we had to talk about, we wouldn't have even talked about the GPIs today. Yeah, 
but uh, I, I do see. That's what I mean, though, is like, yeah, like it, it could be more of, oh, shit, this person got robbed. You know what right. I mean? Like right, the right. problem is because the, the awards, the, because the awards aren't carrying the weight. Nope. There's no story behind them. Right. Like, it's not like like nobody gives a fuck if you get robbed. You know what yeah. I mean? They're yeah. just like, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So they just they just have to find a way to make to, to give the awards meaning and. Yeah, I don't mean to be overly critical of them because I, I, I just, if again, if it, if it sucked and it was terrible, you know what I mean, like just scrap it completely. But just get some stars on there, you know, just just get somebody, get get yeah. some big presenters, you know, like even get some of these celebrities that are in, you know what I mean, that are into yeah. poker, you know what I mean, like get a Botez up there or something, like just yeah, just for like, sure. So yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't know why I'm I'm complaining about the GPI awards. I'm just sour that uh, I. Uh, not only has not only have bots been taking all my money in five card PLO, but now they're winning my fucking Twitter personality. Award, so that's where this is coming from. From you know, you could just get a better personality, Will. That's that would be helpful to everyone involved. I have two problems. One, my personality is gone. Two, my my face is melting due to old age and right. uh, recreational drug use, retinol. so I can't do the tough combos. Yeah, fentanyl. Because they put that. In, they put that. In, if you guys didn't know, they're putting that in weed and now too. Um, nothing's safe. So. Um, yeah. No, my my, my personality is dust. Um, that's why I'm doing call-ins to complain about the fucking GPI <laughs> awards. Um, but yeah, well, on that note, pleasure, guys. Yeah, thank you to Will from Poughkeepsie for the call-in. We we always appreciate you. Uh, Good thank- luck on that flight to Jeju. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we're all looking yeah, forward also, to seeing you. I, I want to say, like, people, I'm grinding out here, right? I'm about to go pick up a fellow rounder. We're going to go put in a session. I, I played PLO. I played 2-2 PLO till seven in the morning the, the game broke or i would have played longer i watched apocalypto by the way incredible movie uh i would highly recommend on my phone uh while playing on youtube you can rent it for four dollars so i just just to dispel the notion that i've sold out i have made an, an immense a disgusting amount of money from poker content but i'm still grinding and so, you're still spending three big it. blinds on a movie to get through the uh, through the long nights. Three big blinds. No, this was I didn't even know you could do this on YouTube. Honestly, you can rent a movie for yeah. four dollars. Yeah, I'll tell you guys a couple tricks. Okay, <laughs> rent these movies. If you see a good movie, rent it. You have forty-eight hours. Do not buy it. That's a huge ripoff. If you're in a hotel and you want and you're feeling like a little frisky and you want to watch a porno, you oh. order the movie on the TV. You watch it for about 10, 15 minutes. You know. And then you call down and say, oh, you know, like, I just, I didn't really want to watch uh, this. Big, big booty the, Latinas $39. was a really let, a let down. I'm, I'm out. Can you refund me? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was a, I thought this was a crime story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just some, just, just some of, you know, like a little, a little advice for all the grinders out there. Get the YouTube, watch Apocalypto. If you're in a long session, it'll, it'll keep you from spewing. Just a great movie. Beautiful movie. Uh, you'll appreciate um, this. I, I played a little yeah, heads now, up PLO yesterday. Uh, I don't know the rules of the game. Literally no idea what's going on. Played 100, 200, picked up a quick 80K, ran a uh, $70,000 bluff with a hand that probably never, ever, ever should even make it to the river, let alone <laughs> bluff. And uh, I, I talked him out of a call with basically the second nuts. So, uh, you know, there's still hope out there, guys. You can you can still get in these streets and make a lot of money. Yeah, it's, these are the type of games that are completely accessible to everyone out there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. What you, you don't you don't have anybody who doesn't know? Yeah, just go down to your local casino. These type of games exist. Uh, you, can win, um, you can win eighty thousand dollars playing live PLO. All you have to do um, is challenge some egos, man. Just get a podcast and make everyone hate you. They will throw money at you, Will. 
They'll so throw it at you. Is win a, if you want to get in private games, just win a fucking GPI award. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be, uh, the invites will be stockpiled. That's true. That actually is true. That's really why we're laboring for, for more categories and a revamp here. Uh, we're just trying to get everybody in the private scene. Yeah. I mean, rumor is Tortoise made 400K playing 5 5 private exactly. games last year. Exactly. In that, that's Vegas, that's but, uh, actually underselling it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was I mean, a, it was it was north of a, a half a million. Yeah, this in the muck bit that we run <laughs> is just a means to to keep people paying the tortoise it's off. Right? Yeah, I mean, where's can can you guys get Landon some of that money at least? The throw a little bone his way. <laughs> Man, well, Landon's we'll actually getting me some of that money, yeah. so you know we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. <laughs> so I I did, I did want to ask about the summer bet. What what is the what is the deal with that? Like, uh, is it is it it's just mutually played events, right? Yep. And the idea is that they're both just going to play full schedules and whatever event overlaps. Yeah, they're still yeah, hashing out the details. Yeah, they're still hashing out the details. Uh, I think there's a way to do it that isn't super nitty, where they're each incentivized to play multiple events a day. Because currently, what Daniel wants to do is uh, you either declare on or off the night before or before the event starts. And I just think that's too nitty. Because there's going to be plenty of day ones where, like, you know, they bust mid-afternoon and want to go to the win and play a 1600 or whatever. And they should just be incentivized to do that. So uh, my, my counter is that as long as the person, as long as somebody is still in the event, it should be available to be registered by the other person. I don't think there's any way you can game the system that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, the volume is going to be incredibly low. So we're just really gambling here on a, on a coin flip. But what I don't understand is aren't isn't like Landon incentivized to play certain events and Jeremy incentivized to play different events kind of for their own EV in the bet? I mean, not really. not really. The, the the bulk of the the bulk of the schedule is always gonna fall in that like average buy in of two K. Uh I think there's thirteen events under one K and maybe roughly the same, if not fewer, that's over five K. Uh or five K and above, I guess. Um, so the majority of their, their schedule, especially when you include off property stuff like win and Venetian, um, it's going to be all in that like 1500 to 3,500 range. I would imagine like 80% of what they play will fall into that range mutually. But doesn't, anyway. Like, isn't, isn't Jeremy more incentivized to like play a like $600 event at the world series where he can like fold Queens pre-flop to like sure. an 80 year old man. Yeah, sure. And but there's only like in- two of those. Yeah, so but I'm just wondering, like, can't they kind of manipulate it that way? But I guess maybe it's not even worth it because there's so many good events that they would just be missing out on too many if exactly, they tried to be yeah, too picky. Right. Yeah, I mean, both for Landon and Jeremy, neither of them have a big part of the bet. So their biggest EV is just playing things that they're winning in, you know, and playing a schedule where they stand to make a lot of money and whatever the fuck it is they register for. Yeah, I, I did want to apologize to Landon because I did uh, tweet something factually inaccurate. I said he was the only that? person to ever lose a prop bet to Bill Perkins, which is not true. Um, <laughs> I forgot <laughs> Antonio Esfandiari oh my God. <laughs> the most epic prop bet to Bill Perkins. Was, we're at the PCA was that the lunging one? Yeah, he basically yeah. had to do like a, a thousand lunges or right. something during no, the PCA he, yeah. main He had the lunge for 72 hours. He could only lunge. Yeah. So he was literally like people are playing this 10K in the Bahamas and he's just lunging around. You know what I mean? Like just imagine you're playing a 10K and Antonio Asperniari just lunges behind your table. And the reason he lost the bet was he was sitting at the table and because he had to lunge so much, he decided to piss in a bottle. Yeah. Right. He, he didn't, want, he didn't want to lunge to the bathroom and back. His legs I, are he dead. He didn't want to lunge to the bathroom. Right. He was over too, so he just grabbed too like much a lactic acid in his thighs. Bottle. 
<laughs> I actually so now, thought that he. I actually thought that he won the bet, but got banned from PCA. That was with like four tables oh, left, by the way, in the main. They were down to like 40 people, and he got fucking banned yeah, no, from property. Imagine you're playing for like 2.5 million, and Esparniari is just lunging around, and then he comes <laughs> back to your table, and you just, and you just hear like, and he's like <laughs> So, it would be nice to get confirmation to know if Landon is actually the only person, because if, can you guys fact check that? Because I thought he did lose the bet. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll look into it. I imagine somewhere along the lines, Perkins was sharp on something, but uh, the nine big blinds was a hefty spot. It's it's tough to overcome. It's kind of like the plus yeah. twenty that I'm getting on him in this uh, in this summer event. Tough to overcome. Well, you're welcome for that. Uh, the, the the coin you're now you're now you're now the casino, and yeah. uh, the people that are betting on Becker are playing roulette. Basically, is what's yeah. happening. Hell yeah! Um, Hell yeah, with three, Hell yeah with, brother! With, with th three triple zeros. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how this money just keeps flowing to you. Whether it's EV, whether you're fucking playing PLO, running like in incredible Spike. bluffs, um, uh -huh. you're just like a you're just like a magnet for money. Um, Have you ever heard of the term face equity? You have like personality equity. Uh, same thing. They, people, I have a hateable people face. People just get pissed at you and yeah. they want to throw money at yeah, you. Yeah, they see my face and they're like, I'm going to fucking ruin him by giving him a million dollars. So here we are. Ruined. Oh. Just ruined. All right, I got to go. Land doesn't look too happy about the segment also, so uh, I'll let you guys go. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Will. Uh, that's Will from Poughkeepsie calling in from middle of nowhere losing reception halfway through driving around his kia uh big shout out to everybody out there on the grind shout out to kia shout out to the kias the kia sports with the uh with, with the, the child safety seat in the back you know doing doing all they need to do um i th i think that's about it yeah, we, we have long, any man. we have any final thoughts on no I I, we've gotta, exhausted I our thoughts i believe <laughs> all right <laughs> that's gonna do it for us uh don't forget there's a new episode of poker out loud out head to solveforwide.io if you want to check that out it's under the all-in access pass be sure to sign up today also big shout out to run good and Haley, who sent me this uh wonderful hoodie i like really that appreciate it nice. i like it a lot uh might steal it Oh, yeah, well, we'll fight. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Oh, yeah, Doug lost the, the prop at the Perkins. I said, yeah. Uh, so definitely confirm. Not the only one. We'll be back again tomorrow, noon Pacific. Uh, I'm not sure what we have in store, but we got some things. In the muck. Yeah, Somebody we definitely have an in the muck lined up. Uh, so be sure to tune in then. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, click the bell. Make sure you get all your notifications turned on for when we go live. We'll see you guys all manana. Peace. Peace.